You're listening to the GD Podcast, the official podcast of Gaming Dads. Legends in game, heroes at home. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the GD Podcast. Clay and David could not be here tonight to record this episode, so Mike and Matt have decided to just create a new segment called Off the Cuff, where we talk about whatever's on our mind with absolutely no planning at all. What could go wrong? So, let's just go off the cuff right tonight. So on the off chance that this is going to be used as some filler content, I would like to say to our listeners, yes, as expected with dads running a podcast occasionally now and then, there are going to be weekends where shit comes up and we're ready for that. And so looks like tonight we're going to be doing an off the cuff episode. Yeah. What what do you call it in the states? Over here in the in the UK that basically means just I don't know, acapella, I guess you'd call it. It's it's just freeform. Yeah, just freestyling. Yeah, um, no just planning. for some I don't know if this is going to be bonus content for some perk somewhere or if it's going to be releases a regular episode i don't mind either way but yeah um just an extra opportunity for people to get to know us in some way i don't know where this is gonna go but hey ho variety is the spice of life as they say that's true and if you don't completely fuck it up i think it would be uh, great as an episode Mate, I think it'd be great as an episode if we did fuck it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not going for, I'm not going for perfection here. I'm going for good enough. No, honest, you know what I mean. <laughs> genuine interaction. Yeah. Conversation. So, how are you? What have you got going on? I am. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing fine. I, I'm doing all right. This past weekend was a uh, a kid free weekend for melissa mm-hmm. and i so um her her co-parent um gets a g- visitation or, or custody of uh of her daughter three weekends a month but that's it just six days um my ex-wife and i do week on week off so basically every other week and and every other weekend I don't have the kids, although I'm currently their ride to school in the morning. So I do still Mm. get to see them every morning that there is school, which is nice. Yeah. So but this was one of those weekends where uh, neither uh, set of children was here. So, um, yeah, Melissa and I basically just took the opportunity to get it on to get it on (laughs) loudly. (laughs) sloppily oh um, oh yeah no it's we make a mess so it, <laughs> oh man <laughs> too much information <laughs> <laughs> it's good you know we can we can bang out a quick one and just and just uh, uh move on and and be dressed again and act like nothing happened in like 10 <laughs> minutes but man when it's just the two of us i'm i'm sometimes worried I'm glad that the neighbors don't live close because somebody would call the police. <laughs> Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, and it's not, and it's not that I, I'm not trying to talk myself up. It's not like I'm that good. I literally just lay there, and uh, it's it's amazing. 
<laughs> is that the theme of this off the cuff episode then? <laughs> How do you perform when the kids aren't an issue? <laughs> <laughs> it's it certainly doesn't have to be the theme all night, but it, it felt like it was it felt like um it was good information for you to know, for you to, mm. to share about me. So that way when I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't I can't I'm not gonna be online tonight because it's a kid free weekend, you'll be like, ah, okay. Giggity. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> stuff's getting knocked off the shelves as we speak. Look out. There you go. There's there's the episode title right there. Off the cuff, giggity. <laughs> but no, we also, I mean, we also, you know, um, we, we've we been, like I said, we've been watching Parks and Rec. So we, I mean, we ve- we vegged out. It's still snowy here. I and don't, it's still cold. Admit, admittedly, I don't know what Park and Rec is. You mentioned oh, it in the oh, last episode. Sure. I was like, okay, yeah, nod, well, nod and smile. I don't no, know what I'm that so is. sorry. So you know The Office, right? You know The Office, which yeah. originated in the UK uh, yeah. with Ricky Gervais and then had a very successful Legend. run in the US with Steve Carell. And the so the US Office went uh, seven seasons, eight seasons. Well, the mm. show, the showrunners from The Office are the ones who do Parks and Recreation, and it's Amy Poehler, it's uh, Aziz Ansari, Rashida Jones, uh, Chris Pratt. So it's um, it's the showrunners from The Office, and it's the similar humor. It's it's you know they're breaking the fourth wall, they're talking to the camera like it's a documentary, and it's just again, it's just great characters in in funny situations. So she's never seen it. I'm rewatching it with her. Um, so we did that a lot too this weekend. Just, just man, just snuggled up on the couch. Uh, baby, it's cold outside, you know. And we just yeah. curled up, watched some, watched some tunes. That's I got to cool. play. I got to play some games. I did some Elite Dangerous today. Played what for you, a while. What are you so. doing with Elite Dangerous at the moment? I'm sure your plans are a bit different to mine. You know what <laughs> so, mine is. Mine's mental. Yeah, you're you're all about exploring, right? It's. I did a little bit of battling in it a bit of uh okay. combat. um i mean i'm nothing against it it's just not me it's um i'm sure i could be good at it if i put the time in but it's just i would have to be retired or kid free to nail that the way i want to so for me sure. it's an it's just it's it's one of my escape options now and then i come back to it not at the moment because i'm back into red dead for that reason um and because of the community aspect i want to that's why i'm trying to get as many people back into reddit mm-hmm. as i can which is a tall order for reasons i'm sure you are aware i'm sure many of the listeners will be aware as well especially yeah. if they've played red dead and left it i get why i did for a long time but i'm enjoying it again you gotta have yeah, the right posse. it's all about for me to enjoy red dead properly it's down to your posse and your uh your regular um riders that you have but for elite dangerous it's very much a solo thing as an explorer i'm sure some people do party up with other players to do that but it's just yeah my my uh explorer condor is set up for that reason um I'm you're out. so yeah just for people that don't know so that the, the yeah one, yeah the ships are mostly named after uh snakes and so Anaconda <laughs> is one of the one of the bigger ships, and you you've created an explorer to kind of go it across is. this vast galaxy. It is. It's probably more intended as a, a multi-purpose or slightly towards combat. I may be wrong on that, but that's the impression I get. But it is very very effective as a long-term cover all your bases uh, um, option because you can, it's got that much space on it for your equipment and your. Um, 
and parts you could put into it. I'm trying to talk in layman's terms, so I'm not bored sure. people who aren't into the game. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could nerd out about it for as much as anyone, but yeah, it's I've set mine up so that I can explore the entire galaxy. With uh, if if anything bad happens, I'm covered. So yeah, that's the reason why I don't want to put a lot of time into that and then come to a position where I'm thinking, shit, I'm just gonna have to back out, right? Force myself back into the bubble you know, where all civilization is and waste all that. So that's the Explorer Conda option is what that's there for, basically. Yeah, and it's, so, uh, you know, one of the things that I think really pulled um, Melissa into it, you know, like I said, she likes watching games while I'm playing, and um, mm. no, no Man's Sky is definitely way more colorful. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a bit more accessible in that to kind of... Um, genre of gaming yeah but then so she's really enjoyed watching that but once i once i started to rattle off once i went full nerd about elite dangerous and i was like no you don't understand the galaxy is scientifically based on our galaxy and it has actually helped people astronomers find planets really? and stars really? yeah yeah the galaxy i and elite did not know this nerd away man i'm interested <laughs> now so so the galaxy in elite dangerous is created you know you know how like the gravity of the planets and the the stars and everything is like taken into yeah account. they did their research and I, if i'm not mistaken they they when they developed the game i don't know if previous installments in this series were like this but i'm aware that this one at least yeah they so did their research and got respective scientists and um, people in positions of expertise to help them develop it to make it as much of a simulator as it possibly could be right and so because because they actually because they created this this very uh scientifically accurate physics you know uh based galaxy mm. um there have been there have been stars discovered because they are in Elite Dangerous, oh, wow. that they have actually found. I'm gonna. I'll have to find the article for you and send it. Yeah, to you. Pull, I mean, pull it up. It because some good conversation. Pull it up while we're talking. So, um, one thing. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna go on a little bit of a beeline here, but um, you know the Fathers of the Frontier. Quick shout out, Fathers of the Frontier group that's affiliated with GD. We don't have any ownership or anything like that like we do with our typical subgroups but this one is just one of those where it's like it's already well established the guys know what they're doing it's beautiful mm -hmm. it's it's dad centric so we'll happily promote them <laughs> we just, happily we just do kind of roped them in a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah like yeah you scratch our back we'll scratch yours it's it's, it's nice it's worked well and I'm, I'm grateful very grateful to them for doing it because none of the team myself or any of the others who are into the game could have done this it's uh, Jason Tate who uh, um, who has the strongest link between the two for that. But yeah, it's um, it's it's an amazing community, man. It it helped show me the ropes, and it's as soon as it comes up in gaming dads, man, I'm like, right. If you mention Elite Dangerous, boom, Fathers of the Frontier. Yeah, definitely. And so currently, what I'm what I'm doing in the game, I was exploring. I had an ASP, which is the much smaller. Um, ship that's kind of able to be to be uh, geared up for exploration 
And, yeah. uh, but, but I didn't have, so you can unlock these engineers that help you upgrade your, your, mm. um, frame shift drive, which is, you know, if you're a Trekkie, it's like your warp drive or your hyperspace in drive Star Wars. Charging. <laughs> and so, um, but you can, you can upgrade all these different aspects of your ship. Well, upgrading the, the frame shift drive lets you jump farther. And once yeah. you get to the edges of the galaxy, there's so much space in between the stars. Well, the fathers of the, of the void. Fathers of the Void went on. That's that's what it was. Fathers Sorry, of the did Void. I? I think you said Frontier. Sorry, Fathers of. Oh my God. <laughs> the Fathers right. of the Void. Sorry, that's yeah. That's me thinking of two things at once. Fathers of the Frontier is Reddit. Fathers of the Void. FOTV. Yes. This is an off the cuff episode. This can be expected. I don't this, care. Absolutely, and we just <laughs> keep bringing it back to that. This is off the cuff, yeah. so we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're yeah. doing when it's planned. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can barely keep track of myself. Yeah, the, sorry, um, go on. Yeah, so uh, the Fathers of the Void organized this trip to go out to one of the furthest points in the galaxy, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to jump, I'm going to come along, and we got out there. I mean, I'm months into it. It was actually right before quarantine. Mm. I feel like it was January, February I tried to of take part and only got as, I only got as far as Sagittarius A, the right super center. massive black hole, for anyone who doesn't know, dead center of the Milky Way galaxy. That's yeah. our center, and I got a little past that, and then just dad life got in the way. Yeah. So, go. so I I made it all the way out onto the fringes, like into the abyss, um, out on the on the north edge of the galaxy. Oh wow, and, that's where I'm heading now. And I ran into a problem. The stars were farther apart than 31 light years, and mm -hmm. I couldn't jump. So I never was able to make it to Beagle. I wound up so you can like you can forage materials and you can try and supercharge your frame shift through neutron stars. I, well, that's risky. I, yeah, but it, it'll fall apart. Well, I did all of that. I wound up crashing <gasps> into a into a planet when I went to land on it. And when you crash, you go back to the first dock that you the last dock the most recent dock i want to come back to that for me but i'll let was, you carry on i don't want to interrupt was, uh, too much sure which was which was sagittarius a so i went all the way back to the center of the galaxy from the fringe and i was just like yeah and i was just like i can't do it any, I how can't did do you it get again. back to there is there a station around there now um there is oh maybe maybe it wasn't sag a it was um uh colonial or whatever the very last now I can't remember right. the name of it, but yeah, there's like one last rest stop before yeah. you pass through the center of the galaxy and go out into the fringes. God, I wish I'd known about that when I crashed. Oh man, because Soul, our solar system in the game is sort of, again, there's no north or south, but w the way you look at the map, it's like on the south side of the galaxy. Relatively, yeah. Yeah, and so Beagle was on the other side, which was where we were headed. Well, mm. I crashed and I was just like, I can't, you know, I got frustrated and I wound up not playing for a few months. Then when I finally mm. came back, I was like, okay, the problem was I didn't upgrade the hyperdrive. Like I didn't, I didn't power it up. I didn't get my engineers. So I did. Yeah. Thank God there's all these YouTube videos and the, and the, the, the other dads in the fathers of the void are really helpful when you, when you have a question and it's probably Mentally questions, so. probably questions they've heard a thousand times, but um, you know, they're still willing to help. So I wound up finding the materials, doing the scans, getting everything, all the things together that I needed. And I went to the engineer and I got my frame shift drive souped up. So now my uh, ass... Is that the Guardian one? Uh, no, this is just the very first oh. engineer you unlock. Because I haven't oh, even... Oh, okay. 
I hadn't even gone past Felicity, who's the first engineer you unlock. And uh, yeah. so I have my, my ASP can now do 55 light years. It sounds um, like you're saying your ass can my do ass, Sorry. My, dude, my ass <laughs> could do 56 light years. Easy. Um, my ass. Um, my ASP Explorer, its name is the Rainbow's End. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I don't doubt that there's going to be listeners, people, li- people listening to this, are going to be just like me. They're like, your ass is exploring the galaxy. My, my ass <laughs> has gone to the darkest places in the galaxy. <laughs> but so sorry, go on. No, go it's on. fine. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that ship's the uh, uh, named Rainbow's End because that's my explorer. Oh. Your ass know. is exploring the galaxy. My ass is the rainbow's and- end. <laughs> That's where you find the pot of gold. <laughs> but yeah, all my ships are named with um, a possessive noun. Mm. And then, um, you know, another noun. So I have uh, my cobra is named Destro's Mask. That's the cobra oh. reference. Mm. Um, my crate is uh is a fighter that's the fighter that i'm working on now that one's called mm. crates roar but i spell it crate like the star wars crate dragon Rawr. and then um my python which is what i use for mining is named milady's pleasure <laughs> and that's <It's> what <laughs> milady's pleasure you have a python which you use for mining and you've yeah. named it ladies pleasure <laughs> milady's so m apostrophe milady milady's pleasure it's my oh. drilling ship oh my <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Bit of a waste so, of yeah. a python if it isn't. That's right. It's the most chauvinist ship that I have. Don't waste your python, guys. Do not waste your <laughs> python. Strong advice. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. So I I'm I'm back into it now, and I'm right now I'm back in the bubble, and I am working on on engineering and really kind of. I was going to buy another ship because it's very addictive, but I just right now I'm just working on building up the ships that I have. I'm trying to to grade five engineer all the stuff that I need to have a good fighter, a good explorer. You know, I bought a I bought a liner for trafficking passengers. Man, you've got a long line of grind ahead of you. Oh, yeah. I stuck to the Guardian stuff to I'm trying to keep it layman's terms. Basically, Guardian stuff in Elite Dangerous means it's a way of upgrading uh, parts of your ship to be far more effective yeah. than standard ones are, even high-level standard. And there's a grind involved just with that. It's a bit of a ridiculous one to do, but I only wanted it for exploration. So I got my frameshift drive um, to improve my jump range between stars, my light yeah, like your jump range. My explorer condo. If you don't, you don't basically. If you have an explorer condo and you haven't got a guardian frameshift drive, you're doing it wrong, in my opinion. Okay. Well, not wrong, but because you, you know, there's no bad thing about having more jumps if you just want to explore because it means you see more. But if if you have a task like mine, so I'll get to this now before I forget again. My task is that I set myself is to go beyond the center of the galaxy, continue on towards the abyss. Is it the abyss or the void? The abyss, I think. Yeah, the abyss is on the north side, yeah. Yeah, so relatively speaking, from where you start where Earth is, you go straight to the center and beyond to the 
like the north opposite end of the galaxy. And yeah, from there, I'm planning to do a lap all the way around the oh, outer no. edge. Yeah, the outer rim, as I call it. And then once I reach roughly the same spot, you're going to rim my ass. Lap, I'm going to rim your ass. <laughs> I'm going to head back towards the bubble through Sajay and back towards Sol. Oh, um, man. See, I would love to do that trip. And I've now been that, trying to complete that for close to two years because I keep going away from the game and coming back to it. For that reason, it's a, it's it's fun for a while, but when you're exploring, yeah, it, it, it gets, gets very happy. lonely. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's like I mean, you can always you know get into a party with somebody and and chat it up, but um, but like the even just even just being back in the bubble and being able to go to stations like there's just there's just nowhere that's safe when you're out uh, on your mm. own and that's that's no. one of even the, when there's no players around but yeah um, no I was just saying because I because I crashed hard into yes into um, a planet trying to land on it because the gravity of planets is different depending it on is. what they're made of and what that's the science coming in again um, that's that's see, what my experience was yeah so let me read this um let me read this article i was uh cool. just be not not the whole article i don't want people to turn the, the podcast off oh, <laughs> gonna read some shit i'm gonna read you this whole thing give us a but, too long didn't read so this is this is the article that i pulled up and it's it's not quite it's not quite what i said but um in so in 2000 yeah in 2017 astronomers announced the discovery of the trappist one system which is about 39 light years away yes so it turns out but it then it turns out that elite dangerous through its algorithm had created a system that closely matches the real one and not only that but it put it in the same location relative to our solar system and the reason is because um the Stellar Forge engine, which is the the game creation engine for Elite Dangerous, yeah. how it generates stellar systems is that it uses available mass formulas to create its worlds. So mm. it doesn't just make up planets and stars out of nowhere. It's it's yeah. based on you know what's happening around it, and yes. so so the, they went into the game to try and recreate the Trappist One system. And the game's director realized that there was a brown dwarf star in very nearly the same place, 39 light years away from Earth. So the system, the engine had predicted where this where this see, star was gonna land which see, is this is awesome. this is huge i'm so glad that you brought this up because i had no idea but this is huge both for gaming and science yeah oh like, yeah con- conjunctively in a way it's i mean i knew that they had a lot of science behind how these things were generated to, to the to, to the uh, very very casual person right experience in the game not there's anything wrong with that but i mean if you're just playing it and not really knowing much about how it works you'd never come across this. You'd just think, well, this is cool. Different system, jump into all these random stars, different planets, cool, looks good. But I I nerd out on this really bad. I mean, I introduced my son to various aspects of um, of how the universe works through this. Like right. we had, uh, I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here, but the Gaming Dads group for a while, I had the banner image of my son standing in my, in my TV. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, he's pointing at the neutron star and that smile on his face because he had no idea what a neutron star was. <laughs> I tried to explain to him how they're formed and what they are, and he was. I was just getting this blank look. Bear in mind, he was four and a half, going on five at the time. <clears throat> I, I mean, you would need a real prodigy of 
a child to even partially grasp what it means. So I said, right, I'm going to bring up my, he calls it the space game. So I, I said, I'm going <laughs> to load up the space game and I'm going to take us to a neutron star and I'm going to show you what it is. And then I'm going to explain again. And he was a bit reluctant, but I was like, no, I know there's an interest here because he wanted to be an astronaut at the time. He loves space. He's got like glow in the dark stickers of planets on his ceiling in his bedroom. And yeah, so I took him to the nearest, um, neutron star and nice. it's just just seeing the look on his face the look of wonder and amazement it was just you know that childhood innocence to something so far into their mind when they only have a very loose lucid grasp on what life here is like so i was i showed him this star and he's for his first question when he finally you know picked his jaw off the floor he said why is that star doing that why is it not um, right he had a follow-up question as well this is how i knew he was into it he said so why is that star doing that why is our star not doing that and it was the first time he had referred to our sun as a star so i knew it was sinking in right right and i was like yes here we go <laughs> so I'm not going to bore everyone with that. If you're not into it, it's cool. But basically, I explained again how a neutron star comes into existence and what comes next. Right. And so, yeah, he was hooked. And he was just, uh, yeah, he's, my, my wife is not happy about the idea of him being an astronaut. I'm the kind of guy who's like, if you can do it, I will shit myself if you go into space. Hell but yeah. I will root you on all the way if you want to do that. I would love to. If I got given the opportunity to go into space now, yes, it's risky. But would I turn that down? There, there's an interesting question, actually, as a father. When you've got kids and you give, you're given the opportunity to do something dangerous, Oof. but life-changing, would you do it? Because people who are, like, I don't know, in the armed forces or the police force or things like that, and you have kids, I respect that. But obviously, you're you're in a, a work role where there are risks, and it, God forbid there could be a day where you're injured or killed in that mm -hmm. line of work and it would mean you're leaving a family behind. So I've often wondered about this. I've thought all my life since I was a kid and mm -hmm. I was first given a telescope and shit when I was little, I've always thought if I were given the opportunity to go into space, personally, my, it's, I might, might feel different if I were genuinely given that opportunity, but I like to think, yes, I would despite the risks because I think, I give myself a bit of reverse psychology where I think were my father alive and if he were what I imagine he would be and he, I don't know, I guess it depends on your, your um, personality. But for me, if my son or my daughter were given the opportunity to do that, I would like to think I would say yes. Now, if I were given the opportunity to, I'd like to think I would go for it, but, I would respect if people didn't, because like I said, it's very risky. What would you do? That's a, it's a really good question. It's I, deep. I don't know. And so th in this hypothetical scenario, I'm, I'm mm. fighting a couple of things. I'm fighting my desire to not go through astronaut training, first of all. Well, but yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's assume that you could, and you would pass the training and you're sure. You said, yeah. yeah. You have a ticket on, on, the, on the show. Um, you can go if you wish to. You know, there's a, a lot of factors would depend on it, like the amount of time that I was gone. So if it was, <clears throat> and if it was just a like, you're going to 
you're going to get to experience this thing and then you're you know you're going to come back home it's going to be yeah. 6 months um you know i might i might do that i might that really might do be that. my limit 6 months if I, I don't think even if i knew i was healthy enough to do it and i'll guaranteed magically to be safe I, 6 months is a long time man yeah. when you're up there that's that's a lot of days looking down at the earth as beautiful as it is and knowing your kids are down there and you're apart. I, personally, I don't know if I could manage more than a month. Yeah, I think I think the the beautiful thing about um FaceTime style communication, you know, Zoom mm. and and face-to-face communication, if that was able to be maintained, it would certainly make getting through it easier. Yeah. Um if it was but if it was extremely dangerous and all that i was getting out of it was a trip to space i honestly think i would pass i would Mm. if if it was if they were like look it's going to be really dangerous but this is a once in a lifetime opportunity i might actually pass i i like to think that i'm the kind of dad where if it was like it's a it's a one-way ticket but you're going to save humanity that i'd be on that shuttle have you seen i'd be there have you seen the netflix series called away this is precisely what the premise and like storyline is to the Away series on Netflix. It's basically a, yes, a I, woman. Yes, I did watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, me and my wife finished it recently and we're hooked. And I found it really compelling as a father because of that reason, where she's away from her family. She almost wants to ditch it to come back to it. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's a very, very extremely minor spoiler. She, at one point, she uh, early on, she considers not going right clearly she does otherwise it wouldn't be a whole series so that's not much of a spoiler it's, ge- it's jennifer garner right uh yes you're not great with mm. actors and stuff that's okay. no i'm not <laughs> i'm not admittedly she's a brilliant actress though yeah I yeah mean, it's so one of those spoilers for the where... show away if anybody's <laughs> listening and you want to watch a, a really dope space it, yeah, it was only one season though right yeah it yeah, it came out in twenty twenty, I think. Originally, oh, Hillary Swank, September fourth. Hillary Swank, not Jennifer. Gordon. That's the one. Yeah. So yeah, I I I think it's good enough to warrant a second season. Although yeah. having said that, with COVID, everything's at risk. A little yeah. beeline here. My favorite Netflix series of all time is Messiah. I don't want to get into that because oh, there's a lot okay. of politics and religion involved. Okay, but I find it, I would just highly recommend it. I've Look never it watched that either, so I'm intrigued. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that off the air. Just like I okay. said, it's just it <laughs> goes into some topics that we don't really want to um, sure. alienate anyone with. It's I'd find it fascinating. Um, but yeah, that got canned purely because it has filming locations across the globe and with COVID. Not only that, but it aired at a time when there were a lot of other big series uh, series series out there mm-hmm. on Netflix um, that took the spotlight. So. It suffered for that. But anyway, sorry, we're getting off topic. Um, <laughs> this is off the cuff. The whole thing it is, is off topic. It is. I'm, I'm sure about 20 <laughs> minutes ago, there was a point I wanted to. Oh, Elite Dangerous, my crash. Oh, so, yes. Oh, if, if you want me to carry on about that now, I will. Um, if, oh, I definitely if, want I've to go back to you. it. Uh, no, one, no, and you didn't really interrupt me. All I, all I <laughs> wanted to say is that I'm a sucker. There's two things that I'm a sucker for, and I will watch to completion no matter what. Uh, no matter w- whether halfway through I think it's bad or not, and that is time travel shows yes. 
and mm-hmm. space shows. Me I too. love like Lost in Space style shows. Um, and a lot of that obviously is because of the Star Wars obsession that started yeah. when I was four years old. But I even loved like I wanted to go to space camp when I was a kid. I wanted to be an astronaut, all that stuff. Um, and Wait, time you have travel. Space camp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a space. We camp. don't have that in the UK, as far oh, as I know. What's this? Uh, it is. Well, I've never gone, but kids can actually go to it, and they basically it's it's like a summer camp, but they go through a lot of the training that astronauts do, and they get that's brilliant. They get guided tours. They get to spend time in the cockpit. You know, they don't actually leave I mean, the, the that's planet or anything. Them to science, if nothing else, man. That's, oh yeah, that's a, that's a real. And you do it, to science. you know, you can do it right in Cape Canaveral. Like you do it, um, you know, obviously in an area that's designated. I want to go to space camp. You're <laughs> right. You can probably yeah. go as an adult. I'm sure. Yeah, an honorary a member just because I'm British. Like, come on. Um, so, so that's, a, and the time travel thing is because I, uh, I love that. Like, I love the idea of, you know, would you change the future if you went into the past? And so anything that has to do with time travel. And what I love most is, is the explanation. Like, I want to hear um, a storyteller's explanation of how time travel works or what the yes. consequences are, what that, like, that's the meat that I want, which was why, like, I love, I love the movie Looper. But the thing that I hated most about it is that right at the at, at about the the three quarter mark in the movie, you know, Joseph Gordon Levitt, and this is not really a spoiler for Looper. It's, the movie's been out like ten years. You should see it by now. Um, <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt's like, how does how does it work if I like if if we're here talking to each other? How does it work? And I'm like, yes, here it comes. Here comes the the explanation of how the time travel works. And Bruce Willis's line is, I don't want to talk about that time travel shit. It gives me a headache. And I was like, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> that is such a cheap ass way to get out of it explaining is, how is. the science works. But Jeez. but so getting back to uh, yes. Space Away, definitely a great show. And I, and I do want to hear about this crash because it was devastating for me in Elite. Because what happens oh, is you have to rebuy your ship, which is, you know, a, a big chunk of change for you to have to rebuy your ship as it was. But you also lose any cargo and any data and the data you can sell for money too. So you lose any cargo or data that you, you do keep your materials. For, you do keep your um, materials, which is nice. I would weirdly, but I'm I glad it's, probably, a, it's a non-immersive aspect of the game. One of the very, yes, very, very, very few, few non-immersive aspects, but a, a grateful one. I think there would be way too many rage quits if you lost all your materials. Cause they're such a yeah. pain in the ass to get. Yeah. So before I explain, sure. So my experience with the crash in Elite Dangerous. Now, for a lot of players, it may not mean much, especially if you don't have any kind of real life significance tied to the game. I like to treat Elite Dangerous as, like, for me, it's mental downtime to help me chill, Mm -hmm. which is why I love the exploration. So when I got into it, I knew early on. I tried a bit of the combat, but wasn't for me it was kind of fun but i just wanted to go out there and you know into the black as it's called you know way beyond civilization the bubble and so i looked into the ships that kind of lend themselves to that kind of uh experience in the game and Mm -hmm. there's one called the dbx um there's an there's a an ongoing debate between do you choose the dbx or the asp um i love both i went for the dbx just because i loved the look of it more than anything 
um, amongst other reasons, but that would take me way too long to explain. Basically, um, I named the ship because you can give your ship a name and it shows up on the side of your ship. Um, I named it Seeker, as in it's seeking something. Now, this is where I'm getting um, kind of personal. I don't mind doing that, but it's, it should add some interest to our listeners' um, time with this episode. So if you've, I hope you've uh, listened to the previous episodes where I've talked about me losing my father when I was four. Um, so when he died, my mother, I don't know how she came up with this, if it was passed down or her fresh idea or whatever, but she used to take us outside when it went dark. And sometimes we'd be stood there waiting for the sun to set. And she'd be like, we're waiting for daddy. And we'd wait for the sun to set and the, the sky to start going dark. And she'd say, right, the first star you see, that's your daddy looking down at you. That's daddy's oh, wow. star. And to this day, even as an adult, I don't want to go into my, I'm, I'm not mega religious. I'm a spiritual guy. Um, I don't want to get into, again, I don't want to create divisive conversation for anyone but for me personally it's just a bit of a comfort even now in my middle age getting towards middle age where whenever i'm outside and it's dark i'll glance up and the first star i see in my mind or even out loud if i'm a a lot around people i trust and love or if i'm on um you know i'll I'll either think it or say oh dad i love you good night i love you whatever anyway so when i started playing this game i wanted to add some kind of immersion to it. I'll do that with a lot of open exploration games. So with this, I knew I wanted to go out exploring and I thought I need a good name. I'm I'm the kind of guy who will spend an hour on Skyrim or more creating a character with a good name and everything. So with, with this, I was the same. I needed a good name. And I was trying to come up with a backstory for my commander, my uh, guy controlling the ship. And there were a couple of people in the Fathers of the Void group, or one major at least, I've forgotten his name. Sorry, I would shout him out if I could, but he's he's created a lot of story, uh, like almost like he could write a book mm-hmm. um, to co- to complement the game. Yeah, lots about, of fan, it, fan yeah, stories. Yeah, fandom, fandom stuff. So mine, just on a personal level, was for that, where my guy was someone who had, uh, lost their father was contemplating the thought of an afterlife is heaven out there in the um in the cosmos somewhere and named the ship seeker for that reason he was seeking a way to find out if his father was still out there somewhere so anyway so i really committed to exploring in this ship and there came a day when and this is all on me this is my fault where i was playing my wife came home with the kids and i said to her okay cool i'm gonna land on this planet and then turn off the game get with the kids and uh take care of dad shit and they sat on my knee so this was early days when oakley my son i was talking about earlier when he was taking an interest in space so i thought right i'll let him show i'll show him what it's like to land on a planet to give him some experience of that and my daughter again i'm not saying this is her fault it really isn't but it's just a reason um she started climbing up and down and up and down she wasn't really interested and my son got a bit irritated so there was a little bit of a not a fight but there was a bit of a sibling bickering starting to go on and in that moment i was already in orbit of this planet that was quite high g 
high gravity mm. um more so than i'd experienced before so i my concentration lapsed on that and again looking back even though it was a sad ending to my experience with this i'm glad it did because if i was just like pushing the kids away you, you don't do that that you just don't um, I was trying to settle them down. I was like, right, daddy's going to be landed in about 20, 30 seconds. Once we've done that, we can do whatever you want. Um, but it wasn't, it's that's easier said than done. It just meant that my controller was down by my side. I thought that my ship would, had good time to be fine. It didn't. Um, by the time I'd settled my kids down, because they did want to view it. They did want to see what I was doing. But at the same time, they were caught up in each other's bullshit, you know, fighting right. over each other. And um, so, yeah, my I look up and my ship has just bounced off the surface of this planet. <sighs> and the shields shot completely. The hull. So, again, for layman's terms for anyone who doesn't play the game, you have a shield 100% down to zero. When that's gone down, you have your ship's hull, the actual physical aspect of the ship and the strength it has. It wasn't a strong ship. And um, they went after that first bounce, the shields went down and the hull dropped to about, I think it was 27%. Uh-huh. So I knew one more bounce, two max, <laughs> it was gone. So I looked at it and it was just bounce, bounce, gone loading screen back to the beginning of the areas of the game in the bubble and i had to swallow pretty hard because like i said it wasn't just in that for that moment i was torn where i was like okay i can't be mad this is my fault my kids need you know wanted my attention i gave myself 30 seconds to do that and my ship is gone and I couldn't, you know, I wasn't mad at them. I didn't shout at them or anything, thankfully. Um, I just put the controller down, turned, well, I cut, turned the game off and got on, got on with it, got on with that stuff. But later that evening, and I started to reflect on it, I had some time to myself after everyone was in bed. I was like, that ship's gone. And I put all that time into it because it was effectively a way for me to channel all of this thoughts i've had about my dad for all mm-hmm. those uh, from all those years ago um not to get i don't want to get too more of it i mean there is a plus side to all this i, cr- I thought right i need a new ship so i got the <laughs> other exploration small exploration ship which is the aspx i think it is mm-hmm. and i called that's it memoria asp. that's your asp <laughs> Sorry, that, I named it I Memoria. Shouldn't have, I shouldn't have thrown that into the no, middle it's fine. of the fine, man. No, this is good. Like I said, I want to. I want to take. Oh, this is on a roller coaster here. Keep their interest. So, yeah, I, I got the other ship and named it Memoria, um, which is Latin for memory, um, because it's in memory of my efforts in the game to kind of go along with that kind of um, self-created immersion. And it's a beautiful ship. I still have it now. My Explorer Conda is much bigger because, like I said, it can carry more. It can take on much longer um, voyages. Mm-hmm. So, so were you completely unable to to buy back the ship that you? Crashed? I could, I could, but I didn't want to because I would oh, always okay. know that it was just a rebuy for me. <laughs> I'm sure people do. And that's fine if it works for them. But for me, it was just like, I'll always know I crashed that ship. And yeah, it's it's kind of bittersweet in a way. 
Mm-hmm. I can't even remember which. I, 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 part of me wants to email FDev and like, right, there was a time when I crashed this ship. Is there a way you can look back in my history for this reason? Because FDev are a lovely company, a lovely development company. I mean, they've, they've, there's been, you know, there's been questionable things about them. Um, sure. People have, people have bitched and moaned about stuff, whether, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. Um, it hasn't affected me personally, but I do know that people have contacted them regarding personal shit like some people have had stars and uh, systems and planets and uh abandoned stations and stuff named after things that were personal to them so i i don't know maybe one day i'll email them and like but can you dig this up i just want to know the spot where that ship landed and just land there stare at the screen for half an hour and then yeah it'd oh be, that be would nice. be awesome yeah it would be nice if not, mm. it's cool. It's I've ex- I accepted it. But it's this. This is why I wanted to tell this story though, because this is even if you're not into that game, I'm sure everyone or most people, most dads can. There must be a game in your your history or in your current library that has something sentimental uh, tied into it like that. Yeah, but for absolutely. Me, as much as I have, I could go on and on all night about different sentimental aspects to various games, but that's the one for me that tops it all. That's amazing, man. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a journey you would want to make alone. But you know what? I would love. I would still love no. to come along. No, I would love people to come along with me, man. If you um, ever, if you ever find out that spot, we'll have to do a big ride along, and maybe we'll all stay in the uh, in the system right before the one, or we'll stay in the system, but. Yeah, it'd be know. beautiful because the thing, this, the other sad aspect I forgot to mention was I. It was my first trip to Sagittarius A, <laughs> and I was on my way back to sell the data. You know, my scan data from all the planets and things I found. It right. was my, f- including all my. I think I had six or seven first Earth-like worlds <laughs> found. Oh man, all this just that, gets man. worse and worse. Yeah, I've bookmarked them all, but I haven't gone back. Um, I don't know if they've been found since. Unlikely. Yeah, it'd be nice to visit that with with others. I don't mind that at all. Like a pilgrimage. I can't think of having a lot of having a lot of difficulties thinking about something that I have uh, that much of a connection to. Yeah, I've I've set the bar pretty high there. It's a pretty it's a pretty <laughs> like dead father. The ship named after it. Ship's gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This. <laughs> but it is just a game, which is why I managed to get. You know, not get over it, but I accepted it. I was like, okay, yeah. Okay. Well, those those kind of my, this my yeah. If this was my if this were my son going through that, and I were looking down on him from above, kind of thing, I'd be like, it's cool. That doesn't affect you or me in reality. So move on, enjoy the game, and that's what I did. That's good. It's hard. It's hard not to be passionate about um something that you put that much energy and that much uh you know personal affection into no that's tall bar man i can't think of anything i'm trying you know it was nice to have um you know we we had a tribute to a gaming dad um you know who lost somebody in his life once i remember we did that you know we all kind of took a moment and took an in-game picture uh in that was for damn price yeah you're referring to that when i was kid well, actually, I was thinking about Tucker. Oh, Tucker and his wife. Yes, yeah, yeah. so this is the. I, when you say something like that, I think of ten different 
Sure, well, yeah, exactly. That's why I that, wanted to be just kind of general about it because I know it's, yeah. it's happened multiple times. Yeah, yeah. But I think, and I think that's a, a really awesome way to just kind of show tribute. And, it was, uh, it was. I loved seeing all the script for Tucker, especially in the, 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 the um, not to say it's more important than any other. It isn't, obviously. But the nice thing about Tucker's was, um, I came up with, I think it was my idea, or maybe it was a collective one. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The idea was to, um, for people to boot up whatever game they were currently playing and just pull over in your car or get off your horse or whatever and take a screenshot, mm-hmm. share it to the group and just take a minute and reflect on what you've got, you know, how fortunate we are not to be in that position that he was in. Um, mine was on Red Dead, for example. I got off my horse, got out my lantern and held it up to the sky and there was a moon shining down. It was beautiful. And there were just so many different examples, man, of games I'd never, some I'd never even heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun to see what everybody was currently playing and, and how they were taking that moment yeah. to uh to slow down whatever they were in the middle of and just yeah. be at peace for a bit exactly and it's i mean to the to the outsider who isn't into games and this is another reason i'm looking forward to finding out what people people who might be listening to this who aren't gamers themselves maybe your your partner is a gaming dad or it's just you've seen a gaming dad member post it on the wall and you're looking out of curiosity if you get, if you get to this episode out of interest this is one of the things that a lot of people outside of the gaming community would have no idea what's going on. Uh, right. No idea at all. You know, just to know that it's not just your own escape from reality um, and whatever reasons you're using it for that purpose. There's something as strong and organic and raw as that going on as people taking the time out of their own busy lives we know when everything winds down at home, most gamers in our position use gaming to just relax and chill out and feel happy. Yeah. So to take something that's going on in, in a community that is pretty morbid, you know, it's 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 maybe a little depressing if it brings back bad memories or whatever, but to, because of the love we have for each other in that community, that so many people, man, it was just countless, hundreds if not thousands, yeah um you know there were hundreds posting but i'm sure there were many many more who were well aware of it um going on just to think that around the world wherever you're sat you know that there are other guys around the world who are doing exactly the same thing you were doing just to take a moment and think that your wife is upstairs your kids are upstairs and they're all safe and healthy and yet there's one of your brothers out there who's rock bottom right now it's 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 beautiful I think it's interesting that we, you know, have spent the past year, you know, most of the world um, quarantining, social distancing, doing all that kind of, you know, losing the ability to see a human face and especially, you know, uh, the, the mouth, the way it emotes is like a huge disconnect for humanity to not yeah. be able to see people's faces or or hug or you know if you're that kind of interactive person you know for some people it's not a big deal but 
for the for the population in general yeah um something you know i'm i'm in a way i have felt that my experiences in games and with online friends has in a way helped safeguard me against some of that um oh yeah because because i have made extremely memorable and important friendships um with people that i've never met you know in person and um there was a bit of that that i think helped uh shield me against this like uh lack of human interaction because for somebody like me like i'm i'm a hugger i'm a handshaker i'm a you're a huggy bear yeah yeah big time (laughs) so um you know but i i feel a very strong pull to friends that i've made through through the the community yeah i'm 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 very similar i mean i'm the kind of guy who you could put me in a room with anyone at all and i would try and get along with them i'll talk about anything if i don't know what they're talking about i'll inquire i'll i want to learn about it i'll i'll if i'm in a queue for anything i'll be talking to the people in front of me and behind me and with all of this going on man that's obviously it doesn't happen quite so much people are wanting right. to most people are hesitant to they're trying to limit their interaction whilst trying to maintain a normality it's kind of their uh, there's a clash there so for me that's yeah that's one of the things i've struggled with because i'm kind of a very outgoing mm-hmm. social bubbly person in general so when i'm out <laughs> and about having to um limit that which i'm happy to do i don't mind um but it's just it's hard i'm i want to talk to people for long lengths of time but i can't yeah. i'm just gonna keep it to a minimum and <laughs> go on my merry way well, that's what that's what that's why we're here on the podcast. It's so you can yeah. just talk to us and get it all out. Um, no, and it's it's part of it's part of my uh, my kids' lives too. And I think that even as a gamer, um, you know my my kids' screen time has definitely increased. But it's oh yeah, but it's been uh, so much of it is still interaction. Like whether they're playing Fortnite with friends online or they're you know, all doing the same among us game or, you know, something else mm-hmm. on their, on their iPads. And, um, like you can, it's not about kids like being lost in a screen. Like they really are being social and they really are experiencing human interaction and contact. And I think it's, I think hopefully people have, have, uh, I hope it's been that way for, for a, a lot of kids because, you know, there. I don't know what I would do if I wasn't able to go to friends' houses when I was a kid, or like go ride my bike in town. So I was even a a social little kid. Yeah, it makes it make, it's made me wonder sometimes. I think for for families who aren't into gaming at all, right, but are stuck inside because of all this. I'm thinking, what do you do? So when you've not got Zoom calls going on, <laughs> now, there's there's things like today we took, um, we took the kids out on like a, a walk through the local park. It's quite a large one, so the whole social distancing thing isn't an issue at all. Um, and they need the exercise, so we took them out. And it was uh, a, a mother whose kid is in my son's year at primary school, 
uh-huh. she um she basically she'd got a small thin log and oh, her husband i don't know one of them had basically sliced it um and painted uh paw prints like a bear paw print on each one so these thin little centimeter thick pieces of uh, circles of wood from a log and she tied them um throughout the park like and created a, a like a bear hunt <laughs> I don't know if you guys know the song. We're going on a bear hunt. That song. So she themed it around that. So we, yeah, we took them out and doing that. But that's cool. That kind of stuff is good to get the kids out and about. But you know, for, we're do you, we're stuck inside a lot. Do you consider puzzles a game? Is yes. a puzzle gaming? Okay. Yes. Because I know, I know. I was thinking about you know what do families do when they're when they're not if they don't play games um when they're stuck inside i have a very liberal open to interpretation definition of gaming it's not just console it's not just pc it's it's escaping into some kind of game there's a very basic definition right then you're good (laughs) yeah well like jigsaw puzzles have always fascinated me in the way that i am not i have no interest in doing them which is weird because like I mean I'm a riddle person and I'm a visual person and but there is there is something about puzzles that I feel and the opposite uh you know magnetism towards I feel pushed away from doing <laughs> puzzles and I know I did them a lot when I was a kid but yeah there's just something I can be a methodical person but there's something about putting together a puzzle and all of a sudden it feels tedious we need to play we were here Uh, i know i still can't i still cannot access it although i haven't tried on steam in a while you're on ps4 yeah i couldn't find it on the store oh oh crap it was we were what we were here so it's available until the 23rd tomorrow though oh no sorry it's the 22nd we've just gone to the early hours of the morning here um I believe it's the 23rd it's available from yeah we should play it together if you can get it that's all it's it's short but yeah, it's fun when you made that post i remember searching for it and i could not find anything so i'll see if it's see if it's there now oh yep it's popping up we were here okay yeah it's good fun i'll click it and download it now what's your um so we we talked about red dead and elite what's like do you have like a top five uh games that you like to play specifically for uh interaction purposes with your fellow players yeah so for interaction when i'm thinking about wanting to interact and really thoroughly enjoy myself as much as possible Uh uh-huh for me that's best when it's co-op with Mm -hmm. just you Mm -hmm. and one other person i mean i'll love a full posse on red dead for example it's fine yeah Agreed. Red Dead is in my top well, five for sure. Yeah, it is for me. But let's just say for a typical example, if if all's going well on Red Dead, you've got a big party. You know, you've got four, five, six, seven, eight people yeah. in the chat. And it can get noisy, which affects my <laughs> ability to relax, even though I can still be having fun. Yeah. When I think of wanting to really enjoy interaction with gaming, for me personally, the ultimate experience would be two-player co-op. So 
I very, very, very strongly recommend A Way Out. But not for the oh. reasons that so many reviews online seem to think. Like, I see, I, I checked it out, reviews online, and they're all saying, oh, it's brilliant. And a masterpiece. Oh, and, yeah. And for, for, for reasons that made it out to be like it was an absolutely astounding game. Me and so, so I've got an Xbox as well as a PS. I don't, I play my PS much more, but um, I discovered a, um, a friend who wanted to play it on Xbox. So I was like, okay, cool. And long story short, I got I got it and we linked up. And <laughs> no, I want details. So, well, I mean, it's just it's just no, nerdy I'm stuff. Kidding. Like I, I'm I, kidding. <laughs> I don't want the details. Get to the juicy yeah. part. So, here's I'm going to give a review of the game here um, as well. I can't really avoid okay. that. This is as you yeah say it again. What's it called? My opinion: a way out. A way it's, out. So a guy's in prison. Um, and so one of you is one guy in prison, another of you is another guy in the prison, and you help each other escape. Okay, that's not where I thought it was going. <laughs> no. So you all, you each has its own respective storyline, each each guy, and this is one part of the reviews I saw online that made it out to be so magnificent that it was just a beautiful storyline, and it's all like, okay. Uh-uh. I was expecting like a pretty solid experience and I assumed that it would mostly be about the prison escape. I was wrong. Now this isn't a major spoiler. Okay. But if any, just I'll just give spoiler warning just in case someone listening. Just skip ahead a few minutes because this is just explaining how the early bit of the game goes. So the is pretty much the first chapter of it is you meeting up with this guy, other guy in the prison, and helping each other plan an escape and then get out. And see, I, I'd been given the impression that it was a relatively short game. Me and this other friend of mine on Xbox spent a couple of nights, uh, I think it was three nights in total, finishing it. Um, so this was problem number one for me, where I was expecting it to be all about this big prison escape, like prison break style thing. It wasn't. That felt really rushed, and I wish they fleshed that out more, because that was the okay. most fun part of the game with regards to actually enjoying the mechanics of it all. But even then, there were issues. Um, like, the stealth aspect of it was really, really bad. Like, it was just no immersion, very immersion-breaking, and even for someone who doesn't care about that, you'll see what I mean if you play it. Okay. I, I should stop here just for a second. I, I'm not saying it's a bad game and avoid it. I'm saying it's a terrible game and you have to play it. Because <laughs> if I think back over all the times I've been laughing my ass off at a game because of the experience I'm having and enjoying with another player, this is top of my list. It was that bad and that broken, that disjointed and that bafflingly strange that we were, I was in tears quite literal tears of laughter and so was the other guy i was playing with and we were saying to each other all all, all the way through like we cannot believe the experience we got from it was so different from what we were expecting it felt like there was and i mean if anyone's listening to this who was an indie developer who doesn't quite know how to produce a triple a game and is getting to learn how i appreciate that it's very very complicated so i'm not dissing the game i'm not dissing that it's bad just because I think it's terrible. Okay. And I am what the, it's just the impression. Sorry, the impression that I got was 
like if you imagine a few like a team of young guys and girls that have been to university or whatever you know some kind of course to learn how to produce a game using whatever it's built on and are trying to demonstrate to their superiors what they can do in so many different aspects even if it's really unrelated to the kind of game they're playing like it felt like a bunch of different genres mixed in together which oh, i'll get into so in weird. a moment yeah it felt like that like it was a project that they would send to their superiors and say we can do this or we can do that or we can do this or we can do that we're like a jack of all trades that's what it felt like all the way through and there were like four or five different points where we thought the game was ending and it didn't it carried on <laughs> there were there were different styles of um mini games you could do like for example there's a point where one of you goes to hospital to visit someone and the other player has to sit in the waiting room and you're the, the guy sitting in the waiting room is given the opportunity you find a, a random deck of cards in front of you and you're given this mini game to start throwing the cards um at the table in front of you in some manner i forget the exact way but yeah so player two the guy who was playing with me he was doing that i was controlling the guy who was going to visit um this per other person in hospital and it's a very again no spoilers but it was just a very intricate deep well a, an attempt at a very deep meaningful moment but we were already like okay i'm waiting for you i'm playing a card game after about five or six seconds it cuts to a cutscene, so you don't even get to experience the mini game properly you start it and then boom no you can't do it <laughs> and the, the the acting is pretty bad you know the voice acting is not good at all so i struggle to take it seriously and then you have to escape the hospital and so this player who's already had this weird experience with the minigame then has to escape now this is a fully 3d game you know you're forced into a scenario where you're in a side-scrolling example um down a hallway of this hospital and you have to pick up chairs and take out uh, police that are coming after you like oh wwe God. style like wrestling style i mean i could go on and on the worst experience of it all though was when you're escaping from the prison you go down a river in a boat and it was like being on a really really poorly developed ps1 game the <laughs> controls i got to the point where i was controlling the boat for us both and i said i'm sorry mate my input into steering this boat is meaningless it's not working i am crashing all over the place because it is just impossible and so i just put my controller down i said right fuck it if the boat crashes and destroys we'll try again but at that point i was thinking the game was utterly broken but all of this was going on and we were completely sober but i was in tears of laughter because like i said <laughs> it was just built up as an amazing game i'm sorry to anyone who thinks it is but for me it is utter utter shit. Well, but you uh, will enjoy the journey anyway. <laughs> I'm gonna say so. I was look. I'm looking up these things while you're talking about them. And yeah. I, I'm gonna go ahead and say that I will not spend thirty dollars on it in the wait. It's thirty dollars. It's thirty dollars right now what? in the PlayStation. Man, no, US no, 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 no. I would. Store. Now that I know, I know. If someone told me, <laughs> wait for it to be a PS Plus game again. I'm sorry to the developers if they happen to be hearing this i'm no, sorry that sounds being like honest, a fun this weekend. game is not worth anything more than i'd pay a five or tenner five or ten quid most just because the laughs i got out of it and the fun we had because of that make it worth it but as far as spending an average amount on a game 
you expect a certain level of quality and you're not going to get it. Yeah. You're just going to get hysterical laughter at how bad it is, man. Well, good to know, but but you consider that a fantastic game to play with friends. Highly recommended for that reason. So if you want a co-op experience and have fun with a friend, it has to be that game. (laughs) It has to be. I I've never laughed at anything in gaming as much as that. That sounds ridiculous. We should do a promotion. <laughs> we should do a raffle where the winner gets to play a way out with you. We buy them a yes. copy of the game and they get to I'm play down with for you. That. I am down for that, man. <laughs> I, I'm happy to play it again once more. Just for that. But three times would be too oh much. God. But I'm sorry that the jokes got old now. But a second time. Yeah. Yeah. Be good. What about you? Sorry, that was a long-winded answer, but I just had to get that out there. <laughs> well, Red Dead's definitely my top five of uh, mm. of of party games, posse games, which is, you know, I know we've already talked about it a lot just in the first five episodes <laughs> because it's a game that we mutually play often. Mm. Um, but uh, but it really is. I'm not I'm not like a an uber rock star fan. You know, I have played the story of grand theft auto five more than i have played the online but i really like i loved the the story of red dead but i really got sunk into the the online um experience so i know it's not the best it can be but like for a fun night of getting a few guys together doing missions together fucking shit up in the old west like and i get to play this (laughs) tottering old you know kook i love it you know another one for me has definitely been hunt showdown Oh, this game is much like Elite Dangerous, a very difficult game to recommend because it okay. is it is brutal how easy it is to die. If anyone's played Tarkov, apparently it's I have not, but it's compared to that game and the, the level of so realism. The uh, the sound design in the game is incredible. Like you're basically bounty hunters who hunt monsters, but you are okay. also hunting the other hunters so that they don't take your bounty. So it's a at at maximum you can have 12 people in a session and it's can be teams of 3 against each other, can be teams of 2 or can be solo. I love the guns in it. The guns are all very realistic. It's old school like early 1900s Louisiana is where it takes mm. place. So in the bayou, there's zombies, there's hellhounds, all this stuff and it is it is a very difficult game because death is instantaneous and when your hunter dies they're gone. All their gear that was with them is gone here. You know, it's so it's um it's a lot of hard resetting. But once you get into it, it's probably one of my favorite games to play with, uh you know, with friends. Also big on uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, mm. That's that's fun Four player, uh, you know, mission based sneaking in doing ops. I'd, I'd love to play that if I had the time. I, I think I did a little bit of it. Oh yeah, well if you if you have it, you know, sometime there's a there's a pretty decent storyline to it, but the 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 land, the map is so expansive. It's uh mm. you don't you don't really notice it at first, but I would I would put it not too far off of of a, you know, a GTA or or even Red Dead mm. with the size and and variation in the map. Plus they have these fun like little missions like they they have a jungle where there's a predator mission you can do. And oh, because yeah. it's because the it's Tom Clancy, there's a Sam Fisher map you can do and or a mission. Stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm trying to think out of my out of my top five. Recently I've been playing Dr. Mario on the Switch, the old school Nintendo game, the NES game. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> Dr. Mario because that was like that was like Mel's favorite game as a kid. So we've been doing Dr. Mario. That's not really like a can't really do that for too long. It's very repetitive. Yeah. Yeah, can I can't even realize like I can't even fathom how repetitive some of the old 8-bit games are. And I think like there is no fucking way that my kids would sit through an hour <laughs> of this game, much less play it as much as I did <laughs> when I was their age. Well, it's a different time. Yeah. Times yeah. are different back then. We didn't have save points. Like, oh, your story only has 60 hours in it? What a waste of money. <laughs> 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 like, dude, I was playing Empire Strikes Back with Luke that had a square head, and I was loving every minute of it. Yeah. Lara Croft with her rectangular, no, sorry, her about pyramidical tits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think we should wrap it up there. You want to call it a night? Hey, we can, you know, just going to pick up, uh, going to pick up the kid from the co-parent. So if you feel mm. like jumping on some Red Dead, yeah, <laughs> or yeah, some man. Elite Dangerous. Oh no! Um, wait, we're, we're far too white. We're way far apart. I'm elite. Just <laughs> read that. I'll do anything on that. Well, thanks, man. It was good to chat with you. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. And it was thanks to anyone who's listened to us ramble on for this little, like, um, kind of <laughs> in between episodes episode. Yeah, thank you very like, much. It's it's usually Clay who drops the um the bit at the end, but I guess we'll cover it here. Yeah yeah go for um, it comment about what you liked about this <laughs> tell us if you want more of them because if, i'm sure there'll come a time where this happens again where uh, we'll ramble on and if you guys like uh hearing us ramble on about bullshit or <laughs> what it, if you find it interesting let us know also uh make sure you uh subscribe and leave a review for the podcast leave a five-star review and we'll yes. uh we'll read it on the pod so it doesn't matter what it says it could say you guys fucking suck and uh <laughs> men's are rules and i will read that so um leave us a five-star review please do but yeah man it was good chatting with you i'll um i'll catch you again soon like shortly uh, like within minutes shortly. we'll be talking again mowing up <laughs> on your horsey <laughs> alright all guys right. take care see you good game GG good game Thank you all for listening to the GD Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow Gaming Dads on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. You can reach the show at hashtag GDPodcast or GamingDadsPod at gmail.com. For more information... Dad, are you recording? God damn it!